Straight Talk Uncut. What's up, everybody? It's Tellus. Back again with another edition of Straight Talk Uncut. And this episode is being recorded on September 19th, 2016. And the quote for this episode goes like this. Coming together is the beginning. Keeping together is progress. Working together is success. Again, coming together is the beginning. Keeping together is progress. Working together is success. And that's by Henry Ford. So here's a uh, here's a, a another one of my <laughs> sales war stories. War stories from when I did sales and in particular this is when I sold cars. I sold cars for about almost two years. Fun job, loved it. Um long hours though. But at the time I had no kids. I I was me and my wife was well at the time my girlfriend fiance, whatever you want to call it. We were living together, together, but we weren't married yet. We were, you know, we had just moved in. Um, right, right before I got that job, we had just moved in. No, actually, no, we had been, we had been living together about six months. Cause this was right after I got out of the Air Force. And, um, I had took this DOD job, didn't like it. Actually, I didn't like the, the one of the managers, so I left and then got this job selling cars. And actually, it was another guy who was ex-military. He's like, hey man, sell cars until you figure out what, what you wanna do. I was like, all right. Never, never like, um, never did any kind of sales. Like I said, I was right out of the military. Um, so, all right, so so here here's the thing. So when when you start like any anybody, um, you don't have to have like a, a a high level of skill to sell cars other than being able to learn the product. So we took this training class, and the training guy was from he was from uh, Oklahoma, one from like one of the parent car dealerships in Oklahoma. Big old like country boy. Matter of fact, remind me of Dr. Phil. But he was just straight, honest. Um, I mean, you know, he was the kind of guy to say, like, uh, like, f- first of all, I was, it was only three black dudes at this car dealership. Me, and, and we all three veterans. I was, I was, it was two, um, two army guys and myself, we were only three black guys. Um, and in, in one of the in, in one of the parts of this training, we had a little break, right? And in the, in the, the big white boy from uh, Oklahoma, he told me, he's like, you know, look at you, you know, you big tall black dude here in Colorado, you got dreadlocks. He's like, you're gonna come against some people who don't like black people. You're gonna you're gonna come against some people, some 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 customers that don't like dreadlocks. You're gonna come against uh, some some clients that don't like tall people. You know, whatever the case may be, you're gonna find somebody that don't like you. And he told this girl, it was this little, this country girl. He told her the same thing. Blonde chick. He he said you're gonna you're gonna come against some some guys who don't want this pretty little cowgirl 
selling them a car because they think you don't know what you're talking about. So he was straight up honest, and I like that. I like when people are like brutally honest. You know what I mean? They don't care about no PC and all this shit. As long as like what they're telling you is constructive and it's true, and they're not they're not being malice. I've always appreciated people who can be straight up like that. And so I remember that. I remember that from him. And so I I had a case to where I couldn't figure out what it was about these people and, and we, we didn't click. And they finally said, like, we don't we don't we don't want you to uh, sell us a car. And and they did everything but say that uh, that they don't like black people, right? They they didn't want it actually it wasn't even I don't even think it was that they don't they didn't like black people. They just <laughs> didn't want a black dude selling them a car. That's that was the they they in so many ways they said it without coming out and saying it. So I was like, so instead, like instead of this is what I did. No, and, and and mind you, if I hadn't had that training and if that guy hadn't told me that, I wouldn't have reacted the way I reacted. I, I played dumb, you know, I was like, you know, is, is it something I'm not uh, getting across? You know, I, I did that whole thing. And so I said, uh, I, I made it like, um, I let them off the hook by getting another salesperson. So I went to this sales guy, this, this other sales, this other dude, who I didn't really like him. I didn't really like, like him uh, at the beginning. But I told him, I was like, um, I don't think I'm, a, I'm gonna be able to sell these people. He's like, they don't like black dudes. And, and I just laughed, I was like, I'm, I'm thinking I'm getting it. Matter of fact, he was a he was a veteran too. He was an army, ex-army guy. He said, all right, he said, I'll sell them and I'll give you like 25%. And I was like, I'm like 25. I'm like, dude, 35 and we got a deal. Other way they, uh, either, you know, otherwise they're gonna walk. You know, and I was like, I'd rather make something than nothing, but I know I'm not going to sell them, right? And so, you know, he, uh, I, I pretended I had another client and everything. And so he came, and now this guy was the spitting image of good old American boy next door. I mean, blonde hair, blue eyes. He was just the epitome of <laughs> American pie. Like whatever, like Dick and Jane, white dude, right? And so he ended up selling them. They were happy, and I ended up getting the thirty-five percent, right? Better than nothing. And so that was the, that was the first time. And I, I never did like a deal like that with that guy again. And I don't even know why. Like I don't know why. Like we we really, really never even really talked anything like that. And I was like, that's so weird that we did that. But it was just like we went by our own way after that. Second time this happened, it was it was it was a different situation to where it was old old black people, and 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 I'm doing this purpose so you think you don't think I'm um, I'm all like you know bring playing a race card or whatever. So there was these old black people, and um, it was it was a, a Saturday morning. And Saturday was like a big day for car sales. These people, this this couple came in. They wanted to trade their, uh, they wanted to trade in. They, uh, yeah, it was a, like a Buick uh, Regal or something, or 
no, no, it was a Pontiac Bonneville, and they wanted a newer, newer Bonneville. These, these were these people who the car dealership knew them. They, um, you know, they trade out for the new whatever car they had, the new Pontiac, every three, four years because they never wanted to deal with car troubles. They always wanted a new car. They were older, uh, empty nesters and stuff like that, right? So here I was. I was like, I was like 22, 23, something like that. I mean, baby face dreadlocks. So they already think like he's in the wrong place. He should be on a football field or making a rap video, <laughs> you know. And and so again, they didn't want to. They they really didn't want to deal with me. They and I and I just felt it, you know. I mean, some like sometimes you just you just feel it. And um. And so one of the other black dudes the 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 veteran uh the guy he he been there for a while uh so he he approached me he's like you're not going to sell them now this this was a different situation like i i i i i didn't know i wasn't as sure as i was about the other couple so he's he's watching he's one of those guys he'll be like a hawk watching on the outside so while they were looking you know, he just came up, stood to me, stood next to me. He's like, you're not going to sell them. Is that 50-50 split? I'll take them. You know, and I was like, and I just looked at him and, uh, <laughs> and I was just like, what the? First of all, I was, I was, take, I was taken aback. And so, uh, after they turned, after, you know, they were looking at the car. They were looking around the car. I'm just standing there and I'm like. You know, if I, I got any questions for you, like he—he's—I he, didn't even give him an answer, or nothing. He's just standing there, like, not—not not right beside me, but just like floating in the background, sort of. And and I, you know, I start talking to him, and then they start doing that shuffling, like wishy-washy shit, like uh, like they were gonna bail. Then they started asking me about other people who used to work there. Is does such and such still work here? I'm like, no, I don't know. Never, I, I don't. I don't think so, and I, I never heard the name. And I'm like, we dealt with him in the past, and so I was like, oh shit, you know, it was they they were used to, con you know, consistency. They 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 wanted to deal with the same person. They were like, what about such and such in finance? And I'm like, no, he. I, I knew that name. I never met the guy, but I knew that name, and I knew he had got promoted and went to another. Uh, went actually went to the the dealership in Oklahoma. And so I was like, no, he he uh he took a uh GM job in Oklahoma. Oh shit, I need gas. <laughs> and so and so um so we go back and forth and then I was like I was like, old dude is right. Uh, like they 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 trying to bail. And they were like, Well, do you have a card or something? I was like, Yeah, let me um let me let me go let me go into the to the office and get a card. And right when I turned around, I had my cards on. I always, I always had my card on me. But I was like trying to stall a little bit and let old dude know that he can take them. And so as I was going, I looked at him I, I, and I mouthed 50-50. He shook his head. He walked up to him. You know, actually, he waited till I got out. And then he walked up to him. And man, I, I kind of watched from the windows and just watched him do his thing. And I was like, what the, f I'm like, what did he do that I didn't do? And, and, and you know, and I came out, I gave him a call, I said, oh, such and such helping you? Yeah, he's a good guy. Uh, I actually have another client did that whole thing. And I just watched him, man. 
And I found out one, I found out a couple of things that, that, uh, that day. One thing I found out, I was like, why don't, and, and this is getting back to the quote, working together. One of the things I, I in, in any sales job that I always like is when the sale, I mean, sales is cutthroat. You have people that will, they will cut your back open to get a sale because they're looking at each sale as the last and only sale. They're not, they're not looking further. They're not looking to the future. And I, I've always, I never looked at each sale as this is the one sale. I always look past the sale at the at the whole relationship thing. You know what I mean? Like I, I, I always try to build a rapport. I was straight up honest. I never like, and I told you guys this before. I never use all that bullshit sales tactics because it, 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 I, I, you, it's, it's like when you're trying to remember shit like that, and it's not innate to your character. You just sound false. You sound fake, and you always. It's almost like if you're trying to remember a lie. You know what I mean? It, it, when you tell the truth, that's nothing to remember because the truth is the truth. You know, so so that's that's the way I looked at all that sales stuff, and um, and this guy, he, he didn't have any sales. You know, he didn't use that stuff either. But he was the totally he like I was overly nice. He was kind of like, just I mean, he he old school. He did this. He he had been doing this ever since he got in the military. He had been doing it for like twelve years. He was just like straight up blunt. Like you know, you know, if you're gonna, if you're gonna, if you want to drive the car, you know, drive it. If you if you want to buy a car today, buy a car today. If you don't, you know, let me know when you're ready to buy. You know, he was doing all that shit, and I never did that. I I was just like, you know, it doesn't matter if you buy a car or not today. If you, I show you whatever you want to, whatever you want to look at. He was totally different. Matter of fact, he was way, you know, way on the level of rude than I was. And, and I think it's because he was older, so he was closer to that age for one. And I was younger, like way younger. And I was coming to it from a point of they're my elders, and I had this this respect barrier that he didn't give a fuck about. He didn't give a shit about this respect barrier. You know what I mean? Like as far as treating them like <laughs> like like they're elderly. He was just like like they were on on his level, like they were his peers. That's that's the one thing I learned. Uh, that was, I mean, that's another thing I learned. But you know, when I after this whole deal was closed, we we cut the check. We did similar things together, but that didn't happen a lot on on the car dealership. That didn't happen a lot, like to where people will work together like that. Like if you see somebody struggling and you know you have you like, it's almost like, uh, like I don't watch sports, but. The, the the times I've watched like um, it's almost like if you watch anything like if I'm watching my daughters play soccer or something it's always easy to sit from the sidelines and say what you would have done it's like that it's like you know when you're in it there's some shit you don't see but somebody on the outside can see it you know what I mean and, and if they see you struggling they know what you're doing and I've even I've even seen people do this like to where I see them see me struggling and instead of doing what this guy did, you know, hey, 50 50 split, you know, whatever. I, I know, you know, like, you know, I'm, I'm assuming if he coming up, he knows what, what to do. I've seen people sit on the sideline and fucking laugh and giggle. Like, I'm like, dude, 
you could be making this this cut. You could be making a cut of this if you if you got some know something I don't know. You know, it was nothing worse than when you struggled, the client walked, and then somebody came and said, "Hey, yeah, you know, you should have did." I'm like, "Well, fuck off! You should have, you know, we should have been we should have been tag teaming that." And that rarely happened. And uh, all the sales job I, I, I've had, I, I rarely saw that happen. Maybe it's different now uh, because I, I know a lot of car lots, dealerships, and stuff like that. They actually just get paid salaries, not even like commission. Uh, it actually, I, I want to say a lot. The only reason I know this, uh, my my wife bought a car a couple years ago, brand new car, and um, like you know, we take it there for maintenance. And you know, you waiting for the car to get done. You walk, you know, you see the you walking on a lot, just looking at new cars and stuff. And always a salesperson come out. And just for me doing that once a quarter. I always get tidbits of information from these uh, these these salespeople, um, and I know like you know a lot of them just get paid salary. They don't you know there's not that high stress for commission and shit like that. So it's it's a little bit different. It's like they it is it's more like a team now. Um, as far as what they you know from what I what I hear from those guys, but um, yeah, it's, it's it's like there's I mean there's no enemies. <laughs> You know what I mean? Like when you when you uh, when you working in like these sales jobs and stuff like that, it, I, I never understood why people treated why why like the salespeople treated each other like enemies. And even in real estate, even even though if I'm a buyer's agent and, and the other person a seller's agent, there was always this tension that I never understood. I'm like, why this person is so like well, like why what's the tension like? You know what I mean? Like I, I, I didn't, I don't get that. Um, and it was, it was always there was a lot of there was certain companies that they were just known for that, uh, just, just being assholes. That's why I never wanted to work for any, any company like that. But then there were a few that were, you know, that were cool. They were like, um, matter of fact, the lad, there was, there was a guy who I actually referred business to after. You know, after I, I uh, let my license expire and stuff, because I remember one point where I had miss missed something on the contract, and not only did he let me know about it, they they took care of it. I mean, this this company had a you know well-oiled machine behind them, and I was like, man, I'm like that's that's cool. So I remember them. I remember that guy in in the, you know for when somebody came to me like. You still doing real estate? And I was like, no, but I know who I can refer you to. And you know, and I send him an email, say, hey man, this person, this, this, and that, you know, I give him a little background on him. He he like, hey, thanks, cool. I don't want nothing from it. You know, even though they have like these bird dog feet, I don't want nothing from it. You know, I just you know repaying them for, for taking care of me. And um, but yeah, that that working together thing, you know, it, it's like when you're in an environment. It, it, it's it, the more everybody work as a team, work together. That's success all around for everybody. None of this fucking, well, I, I got to get mine bullshit. And and I've it is it's always been like that. Like in in most or in not even in not even just sales, um, career fields. Like you know there was some of that in the military. You know we in the same, we can be in the, under the same command. 
but you know broken up into different squadrons and then you have one squadron shitting on another squadron you 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 I mean it's like what well, why or even or even people at the same rank you know when you're in the military you're the same rank you getting paid the same amount of money uh, whether you're a fucking cook or a satellite operator you're getting the same money so why why treat somebody lesser or different than than you why not you you all working together you all on the same umbrella I, I never got that uh that whole separation not like not wanting to work together thing man it always stressed me out trying to trying to figure that out like dude we we in the same we under the same you know it can be like everybody can be getting shit on <laughs> and then somebody can act be want to act better. well he shit on me first i'm i'm so you know by the time you get shitted on my shit will be cleaned off <laughs> you know what i mean it's like no nah, man i mean even like where i remember working at a warehouse and i and i always work i like working like night shift because i never wanted to um you know did you know especially like as a part-time a second job you just want to go you know work go home and um but it was always like the day staff any anything that went wrong it was blamed on the night staff you know the 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 grunts you know it's like the people working the cat who don't get their hands dirty will always blame sh sh you know stuff or 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 shit on the the people that are actually doing the manual labor regardless of of you know just just simply because I don't know I never I never got there so when I read this when I saw this quote it made me just reflect back on all that stuff and thinking about those jobs that I like like a, a lot of these jobs that I, I left it wasn't because the job it was it, a lot of time it was because the of, of the organization and this I, I I just don't have any patience for this 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 tit-for-tat type bickering and and us against them she I, I i can't stand environments like that even when my kids when my kids bicker about dumb shit i'm like you sisters cut it out because me and my brother we bickered a lot and i and i i regret that a lot now you know but me and my wife both that's one thing we have in common we always tell us our daughters that you, you guys should be the best friends ever like one thing I hate is like if if like a, I, one of my kids have a friend over or something like that and you know I, I know there's that age difference and stuff like that and, and younger kids can get annoying but one thing we don't tolerate is if one of the older kids play you know favorite like their friend over their sister that yeah we don't that shit don't don't go in our house we don't we don't stand for that you know what I mean like like they try to cut out i mean and then also you know we tell our the, the younger whichever one it is the younger one like you know they, they have their friends over so you know give give them a little space you you have uh, all the time so give them a little space but we don't you know we don't play that uh i mean that that bickering stuff and fighting sibling sibling rivalry that shit it, it just annoys me you know it, it annoys me when it's over nothing you know if they playing like a video game or sports you know, they're outside playing on the trampoline or playing softball or soccer or something like that. Then, yeah, I know stuff can get... But if they just sitting around arguing over a brush or some dumb... Like, like uh, 
who's watching what on Netflix or who's turning it to pick what movie to watch and they bicker over stuff like that, like bicker to where they can't, they can't solve it. it. It annoys me because I'm like, you guys, you're going to end up both losing. <laughs> That's the way I tell it. If you can't figure it out, you both would lose it. So figure out how to, how to get both, how both you can get what you want. So, you know, I, I just, I mean, there's a lot of, lot of, um, a, a lot of things, a lot of situations I've been in to where I wish I would have found a way to make it like, you know, to everybody would have uh, worked together. And that was one of my philosophies too when I was in real estate. Like even though they say, you know, there's always a loser. When I did deals, I, I, I always wanted both sides to get what they want. Like even if I had a client that was like, fuck them, why should I care about what, what they want? I'm like, because you're more likely to get what you want if they get what they want. You know what I mean? So it's like, so if there's some shit you really don't care about, why fight it when you're getting what you want? And that's that's how I was able to get them to understand. You know, they, you know, clients always thought it was like, it's us against them. I'm like, no, you're both in a situation to where someone's buying a house and someone's selling a house. You both want something. So what's more likely to happen? Uh, how are you more likely to get what you want? If they get what they want or if you being an asshole about it? And and um and this is the thing too. These these skills like that, when you learn stuff like that and then you leave, you know, like I left real estate, like me me reflecting back on it, because it's it's different when you're in it. You know, and that's the that's the one thing I regret because I was in it constant, full blast, five years. I never stepped out to analyze. You know what I mean? I was always working on the the sales skills in the um, because see, you know, especially because I was a solo guy. I was by myself. I was always working on how to compete with, like, how to automate as far as the inf my infrastructure. Like, you know, in around the last two years, that's when a lot of these tools became available, like uh, online contract signing and stuff like that, and um, and things like that. But uh, at the beginning, it wasn't like that. You know, it was just like paper contracts and, you know, but at the end of it, I was able to uh, outsource a lot of that stuff. And um, so it, it was like, like if you, can, if you can go back to that with the knowledge and now that you reflected back on it, then you're that much better. Because I think about this stuff too. I'm like, um, I, you know, I, it's like, I didn't like, like people see me, you know, people see me and they'll say, you doing real estate in the war? And they think it's because I hated it. And it's not, it wasn't like that. You know, it, it wasn't, it was just some, a lot of times I think I was in stuff at the wrong time and I just didn't have the, um, um, what was the word? Like not the momentum, but I didn't have the stamina to push through it. You know what I mean? Because I'm thinking if I if I was still in it and then all the tools and stuff that are available now. I mean, think about it. This is when Zillow, stuff like Zillow and all these other online tools and all these resources, a lot of this stuff wasn't readily available. It wasn't it wasn't like it is now. You know what I mean? So sometimes I regret getting out of it too soon. You know, I, I regret getting out of it too soon, knowing what I knew now. And knowing, um, 
like having a mindset of even if someone didn't initiate wanting to work together, I have the the neck to be able to initiate that. You know what I mean? I can be that guy who came to me saying, hey, 50-50 split, I, I know what to do. I, I have the, I can be that guy going to somebody else now saying, hey man, you may want to try this or, uh, you know, if you need some help, just let me know. You know, I can be that guy. But it was just that I was so green in a lot of these sales jobs that I didn't, I, you know, I, I didn't know, I, 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 I didn't think I had anything to offer. The one thing I did had have to offer was the thing that I knew was technology. One thing that, especially in real estate, that no one could, could touch me with. And the reason being, a lot of these old guys can touch me with doing comps and stuff like that is because they didn't really do comps. They always, you know, the people that work for these big, uh, you know, these big corporate uh, real estate companies, they have they have people to do comps and do stuff like that for them. I had to learn how to do that the hard way. Like, like first of all, from from uh, buying my own real estate, which you'll be you'll be surprised at how few real estate agents own, like own real estate. I was surprised at that when I got into real estate. I was surprised how few real estate agents actually bought and sold their own fucking real estate so so i had a lot of knowledge over people who actually even been in it for a while because i went through it and i had a certain empathy for buyers and sellers because i had at the time when i became real estate agent, i had i had been through it like three times already on my own you know buying and selling uh real estate myself so i had a i had a sort sort of um knowledge as that I can offer the clients from my personal experience as well as being a licensed real estate professional. So um so like now <laughs> you know I, I look back on it I was like I really didn't appreciate that. You know I didn't appreciate those skills that I had. Um I mean I know a lot of my buyers did, a lot of my clients did, but as far as like um working with another real estate agent, I didn't I didn't really appreciate that knowledge that I had because, you know, I was so new. I rarely came across any real estate agent that was as new as I am. You know what I mean? Like I, I rarely came across anyone. They were all, they were like these veterans and, uh, and a few of them, they, you know, just matter, matter of fact, mo 90, 98% were just straight up assholes. And there were, you know, a, a few, uh, needles in the haystack that were actually, you know, real cool. So, but, uh, yeah, man. So take that, whatever you do, think about that working together, that working together thing. And, um, and, and that'll give, like, that give me a better attitude about like, even if, even if someone come, comes across as an asshole <laughs> and like, they don't want to work with me. Now I have, I have some knowledge that I can either just stay away from them or persuade them that, hey, maybe we should be working together on this so we both can get what we want. You know what I mean? Um, because I used to be the type that's like, you don't want to work with me? Fuck you. I don't want to work with you. <laughs> but they could be having the same idea with me. and be like, this, he, he don't want to work with me. So now, like I have, I'm, well, I mean, I'm, I'm more mature. I'm, more, I'm older now and I'm more mature. I've seen more shit. Uh, so that, that plays a, a, a part in it too. But, it's all it's all a learning thing, man. It's all like, you know, always 
it, it's always like a, a, a evolution evolving. You know, the, the, the stuff that you didn't know then that you know now, maybe you can go back to that thing you, you were doing and, and use that knowledge that you know now. You know what I mean? Like it's in these days and times that you can actually do that. You know, people always say, if I knew then what I don't know now, or what I know then or however it go. <laughs> if I knew now, if I knew then what I knew now, or is it if I knew yeah, if I knew back then <laughs> what I know now. So you can you can do that now. <laughs> because uh these sales jobs and stuff like that, man, are a dime a dozen. You know, you can you can always go back and use their stuff and then be a force. So um what else going on? I know I drugged that one out, but it just I, it's sometimes, you know, you re I, I I look at one of these quotes and and I just go through this time portal back in time and just re reflect and uh and think about some of this stuff and be like, you know what? I wonder if I could do that again, knowing what I know. I you know, I wonder if I could if I could you know if I could do that again. I don't know. Anyway, thank you guys for listening. Tell us at straighttalkuncut.com is the way to is the way to get me. Um and another thing too, like uh, on SoundCloud, there's a lot of bullshit spam on SoundCloud, man. I get these followers and I get happy. Oh, I got a follower, and it'd be some some spam bot. So that's something SoundCloud is gonna have to work with. They're gonna have to work on that, man. It's, it's kind of annoying. So SoundCloud, you're listening. Work on these, getting these bots off these, you know, fake following people and shit. And these, they're not real, real people. They can mess up uh, statistics. Um, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, okay, yeah, okay, yeah. Your numbers look good, but it's fake. It's fake followers. So anyway, tell us that straight talk uncut is the way to get me. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm contemplating. Uh, Start doing the Twitter thing. <laughs> I sound like I sound like I'm a hundred years old, but uh, I'm just quite not sure yet because I don't, I don't want to start it and then it just sit there dead like it is now. But anyway, thank you guys for listening. Like I like I always say, I don't know a lot, but what I do know I talk straight about. This has been Straight Talk Uncut. Thank you guys for listening, and I'll talk to you in the next episode.